It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, it took a dozen games into the season. It took an epic losing streak. But it appears some change is afoot. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. The Penguins are playing tonight in Washington against a Capitals team that hasn't really gotten off to a great start either they'll obviously be eager to end this awful losing streak and it appears that they're finally willing to make some concessions to the concept that you know doing the same thing again and again and again when it doesn't work is the literal definition of insanity so yesterday at practice in Cranberry Mike Sullivan messed with his forwards a little bit Philip Hollander's up from Wilkes-Barre Scranton, a little bit of background on him. He was the leading scorer of the AHL affiliate, but he's really way more about just two-way solid play. As a result, he's that rare young guy that I think you could see Sullivan learn to trust in a big hurry. Sullivan has liked Hollander for a long time. That's not new. So to see Hollander based on the lines that were shown yesterday in practice, being on the left wing with Ryan Paling and Josh Archibald, that would leave three players out of the mix, meaning up front. And one of them would be Teddy Bluger, who you'd have to presume just isn't ready yet. Sam Poulin and, yeah, Kasperi Kapanen. I mean, really, you know? How much more do you need to see? But way more interesting than anything up front, especially considering that the top three lines were totally unchanged, were some moves that were made back on the blue line. And that begins with the long overdue, I think, demotion of Brian Dumoulin to the third pairing. This was what I'd advocated for over this past weekend. Just scratching him, uh, burying him, doesn't make much sense. It causes a big uh, commotion, I guess, even if nobody says anything. It's an unsettling thing to have happen in your locker room. He is and has been for a long time, uh, not known to everybody, but a significant leader 
on this team. He's the guy, uh, just to give you a little symbolic example, who follows the goaltender out on the ice. Uh, it's the goaltender and then Dumoulin and then all the other guys. And then, of course, Gino and Sid bring up the rear. Uh, he is respected. Now, he also has played poorly. I keep trying to walk a line between saying exactly how poorly and at the same time respecting what he's meant uh, to the franchise and what he still means to the players in that room. Both things can coexist, but it was very much time. Here's what Sullivan had to say yesterday about Dumoulin's play in general of late. Well, we all have high expectations of Dumo. You know, he's a great player. He's a great pro. He's been a great Pittsburgh Penguin for a long time. And we have high expectations of him. And no one has higher expectations of him than himself. And one of the things we always admire about Dumo and his character is that uh, that he takes ownership for his own game. And uh, he takes responsibility for uh, trying to bring his very best. And there's no doubt that that I know he'll work he'll work through it. And so um, that that's just... I think speaks to the to the character of the individual, uh, but we all have high expectations of him because he's, his body of work as a Pittsburgh Penguin is is impressive. Pretty fair assessment. Didn't bury him, uh, and obviously isn't about to bury him on the ice either. But his role is going to be reduced. His minutes will be reduced. I do think you'll still see him continue to be a part of the penalty kill, if only because there's just not that many guys that you put out there. But the way most interesting maneuver out of all of these was a very positive one. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Longtime listeners and or readers of mine will know that Marcus Pedersen's a favorite. Uh, I, I love dealing with him off the ice, but I've also been a staunch supporter of his style of play when he's on the rink. I think he's one of the smarter defensemen, smarter in the league. And I think he's capable of a lot more as a two-way type than what he's shown on a consistent basis in the NHL. Now, he's going up to the top pairing with Chris Letang. There is invariably a tendency among anyone who goes with Letang at any point to think, well, here's a guy who scored a zillion points in the league. Here's your... You know, you only defenseman on the first power play unit, and all I need to do is stay back here and just take care of business and feed him the puck and let him take off. Except that, one, Sullivan hates that. He wants all of his defensemen activating, to use his term. He wants all of them moving up into the play, offering other options on a rush. And Pedersen's eager to do that. Does it responsibly, but he does it. The other factor is that Latang actually isn't all that wild about it when someone does that with him. Did you notice how Latang's game, for example, 
elevated last season when he was paired with Mike Matheson, who would be the last defenseman on the planet to want to stay back under any circumstance. Why is that? Because this goes back to something that Brooks Orpik told me years ago. This was when Latang was uh, young in the league. He said that a lot of people think of Latang as an offensive defenseman, but his game originates in the back. Everything is founded on what he does in the back and his ability not only to be part of the transition, but to effect it, to create it. And man, that never left me because Orpik didn't say many things that were wrong over his time here. And if you go back to Latang's performance in game six in San Jose, and you know what I'm talking about without having to elaborate, everything was like that. Everything began in the back. At the same time, he was out there with Dumoulin back when Dumoulin could move. And Dumoulin was active. Dumoulin scored. You remember? Latang works much, much better with guys who are also initiating their own rushes from the left side. This will be interesting. I really believe that. I also feel it's at least a little bit overdue without getting super critical. Uh, you, you do have to give people a chance, but seven losses in a row is seven losses in a row. When we come back, J1Q... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Today's J1Q comes from Mike, who asks, with the overall 60-minute play being so inconsistent, are there changes in the offing that the team knows about and maybe isn't sharing with everyone in my opinion, the overall consistent play shows me a team that's in disarray and in, and, and fractured. And then again, maybe it's there just aren't enough good players. Mike, I think your question might be a better one than you even realized 
when you send it to me. And here's what I mean by that. There are things that happen behind the scenes that do play out on the ice, but that aren't visible unless you're looking for them. There are certain situations where you'll tie someone's hands from going in on a multiple man forecheck because you just don't trust them defensively. Little things like that. And you're not going to pick up on it because you're going to be watching the puck. You're going to be watching the first man on the forecheck. You're not going to see the other guy. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Uh, Assignments that happen uh, directly related to the opponent. That's another way of telling things like that. Um, Sullivan doesn't change his system, but he will adapt to certain situations and to certain levels of performance. And one way to do that, the preferred way, I would think, is to change the players. And we're going to see some of that beginning tonight in D.C. But beyond that, it's funny. There was a moment in the game the other night against Seattle when game was tied. It was fairly late in the third period. This was obviously before Brandon Tanev's winner. And the Kraken were coming out of their own zone. And the Penguins went into this total clothesline posture at center red. You might remember it. It's a pretty striking scene when it happens. Here's the thing. It does happen, though. It's been in Sullivan's playbook forever. And it's something that the Penguins under him have done forever. However, it's only in one very, very, very specific circumstance. And that is a complete forfeiture of the puck. And on the Penguins' part, a line change. He doesn't want everyone to just jump on the rink and go flying randomly somewhere. He'd prefer that they get reset. So that happens at the red line. And it looks awful when it does. For those of you who are uh, experienced enough in the game to have remembered when the Devils in the Wild and a bunch of other teams were destroying hockey, that's what that looked like. They would stand there and wait for you in the classic old neutral zone trap. There were modifications of it, but the worst kind, the most passive possible form of the sport was what you saw the Penguins doing on that one rush. He can do that. He can dial that up. He can, if the Penguins have some kind of lead tonight, one goals, two goals, uh, heaven knows not one of them will feel safe, right? That he can say, listen, we're just going to do this for the rest of this period. It's one of the reasons that I keep kind of pestering him, especially after games and asking, what's plan B? Do you have another way out? Do you have another uh, approach that you can take with these leads? He, He doesn't like the question. He doesn't like it no matter how many different ways I find to word it. But It's a legit thing, and I think you're going to see, in addition to the personnel moves that he's going to make going into this game, that he's going to start being a little bit more careful with the lead, if the Penguins are so fortunate to have one tonight. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. (laughs) 